You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. As always, you have Steve with Sam here. Sam, last time we talked, the Yankees were in last place of the AL East. It's been almost two weeks. The Yankees are still in last place. So I assume you're not doing as great as you wish you were over there, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, Steve. Um, Listen, it's been a little bit better despite being in last place. Uh, If you told me the Yankees would get three of four in Cleveland after the first inning we watched, Last Thursday night, I'd have told you you were crazy. But yeah. they somehow got three of four in Cleveland. We got a gem from Garrett Cole in there. Bats coming alive. Aaron Hicks a couple homers. Giancarlo Stanton a two-homer game. Uh, the Yankees somehow took three of four. And they were in good position Sunday to complete a four-game sweep. They were up 3 nothing in the fifth inning, and then Jamison Tyone kind of fell apart, and it was kind of like a whatever game because, like I said, if you told me after the first inning Thursday that we'd get 3 or 4, I'd have called you nuts. But they got 3 or 4, and it kind of all went out on Monday night when they were shut down by the corpse of Matt Harvey. The dark night rised one more time. <laughs> my favorite pitcher of my childhood in any – uh, on any team uh, that was painful to watch but you know the Yankees have put together a couple wins we saw them win three games in a row they split last week with the Atlanta Braves uh, won one of those games because the Braves couldn't find the strike zone but it's been a little bit better we've seen some solid starts from non-coal starters since we last recorded big big one uh, uh, tonight uh, Tuesday night from the clue bot his, easily his best outing as a Yankee. Six and two-thirds innings, one run. Uh, he looked good. Anyway, he was efficient. I think even when we watch Garrett Cole, he strikes out a lot of batters, which is awesome. And, I, you know, he's, he's probably going to set some Yankee records for strikeouts. But it was cool to see um, Kluber work, work quick, work, you know, get a couple double plays here and, you know, six two-thirds innings and still under 100 pitches. Uh, I, you know, I doubt we see that very often at all from any Yankee starter throughout the season. So that was a good... Good, really good outing from Kluber and, you know, put the, the little skeptics behind him for until his next start. He's always been a notorious slow starter. They mentioned it a bunch of times on the broadcast of how his ERA drops to, um, you know, a full like point and a half from April to May in his career. So that's something we've got to keep an eye out. But like you said, yeah, since we last recorded, the Yankees were at rock bottom kind of with the, the getting swept by the Rays uh, to take five of the last eight and uh, all pretty much uh, on the road. Um, not great teams besides the, you know, the Braves are struggling. The Indians are, are kind of what the Indians are and the Orioles. <laughs> well, we know what the Orioles are. So it's not great to see the the losses with them, but to, to, to get back on a winning streak, I think was huge for the Yankees. A um, couple of other housekeeping items before we get into three up, three down. Right before first pitch on Tuesday, the Yankees shipped out Mike Talkman to the San Francisco Giants for Wandy Peralta and a player to be named later. Sam, we kind of talked about it a little bit right as the season was starting, maybe that, that Talkman is being dangled kind of as part of a roster crunch. Um, surprise move that he's, you know, 
one month into the season, the Yankees have made that move. But overall, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking about that trade? Yeah, Talkman is a guy who was electric towards the end of 2019, and then he was lost for the injury uh, with an injury and missed the rest of the regular season and postseason last season. Uh, towards the beginning of that pandemic-shortened season, he looked really good and then fell off in a big way towards the end of the year, and he really made nothing in a reserve role this year. He did nothing to help the Yankees. He was very, very sluggish. Uh, it kind of was like he was just a one-hit wonder for those couple of months in 2019 when he looked really, really good. I mean, he hit 214 with the Yankees this year. He would three hits and 14 at-bats with – Clint Frazier and Brett Gardner ahead of him in the outfield, and obviously Aaron Hicks, man in center field, Aaron Judge and Wright. There really wasn't much room for him, and the Yankees are kind of taking a flyer on Wandy Peralta, 29-year-old lefty, uh, 5-4-0 ERA over six outings uh, so far this year. Good um, good metrics on some of the stuff. Everybody's been tweeting out the his, his kind of uh, baseball savant stat cast stats, uh, you know, Really good, kind of soft contact. Um, so who knows what the what the Yankees see there? But given the how short the rotations are, the starting rotation have been going, having an extra arms is always a plus. And as you said, outfield was kind of a in excess for the Yankees with with, um, with Talkman. And I think the big thing for for Talkman was the Yankees wanted to take away is look in take away though that three months that he had with the Yankees at 85 games that he played in 2019 he's a 208 hitter with zero home runs in 107 major league games at 30 years old you got a good sample size of awesomeness and a good sample size of absolutely terrible so the Yankees are leaning here that you know that it was a glitch it was a fluke and I think that the big takeaway just knowing how the Yankees are built is, is the power like talking had 13 home runs like a lefty power I Keeps him there. If he was batting 208 with the Yankees with three, four home runs uh, outside of that one year, but last year, zero home runs, lots of soft contact. His hits were bloops, if anything. And this year, didn't really put a drive into anything. So they're they're cutting, cutting ties here and figuring that the, a bullpen arm is going to be more useful than a fifth outfielder. And I can't can't disagree with it. You know, it, you know, while it's fun to for the Sockman, we had some good. Some, some good times with him. It, it isn't really a move that should have people upset. I know some people were, were freaking out about, you know, losing a personality and losing like a gritty player. But if you can't play, you can't play. And he wasn't playing for the Yankees. Um, do you think – I kind of tweeted it out. They obviously brought up Tyler Wade for, for the time being. Do you think this could lead to possibly seeing Miguel Andujar in the future? Could we see uh, Esteban Floreal? He's been playing really well in the alternate site. Um but could there be a a subsequent move that the Yankees are thinking ahead? Maybe not be until May or June. But Talkman was out of options. So if you were going to bring up one of those guys, what do you do with Talkman? You're not going to carry six outfielders. I'm counting Andujar as an outfielder full time now, even though he played first base today uh, at the alternate site. What are you going to do if you're not going to hit? Uh, you might as well give some one of these some of these guys uh, a chance, even if it's just to ride the bench. So. Uh, you think you think we could see Miggy soon? Finally, it's been a long time, but you know we forget that he was you know runner up for Rookie of the Year, and people were in love with this guy. I think, despite the defensive deficiencies, which we have detailed many times, and both of us have questioned his place with the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, why not bring him up with a lot of these big boppers struggling? Hicks, Sanchez, Clint Frazier, Glaber Torres. I mean, you get a lot of guys you were relying on struggling. So if he can't play defense, that's one thing. Uh, or, or can't do it at a high level, excuse me. But maybe get him in there and get him the at-bats because if they got him in the middle of the order and he started hitting, I think it would be a game-changer for the Yankees. And I, I think it's worth a shot if some of these guys are struggling in a month. Uh, he just returned from injury at the alternate site. And, yeah, like you said, he played some first base. The Yankees' first baseman is a revolving door with – Luke Voigt's still out and the retirement of Jay Bruce since we last recorded. He <laughs> kind of just said that that was it for me. He kind of admitted that he couldn't really play anymore, was getting blown 92 mile an hour fastballs. Blown the entire team was at that right. point. So it's kind of shocking that he thought something was different compared to him because at, at that point, the Yankees couldn't hit a barn door if they tried and they still really haven't been able to. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, look, if it looks like. Uh, reading a little more that and Duhar's going to play first base all, all week. So that if you're going to play, if you're going to have Aaron Boone, your major league manager, mention that a guy that hasn't really played in the majors in two years is going to get significant time the next week or so at a position he doesn't play, I got to think something's in the works, which is um, which 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 is fine, which is good. Like you said, uh, Rugnet Odor got some pop as a lefty bat, but we've seen his his. He is what he is, and we've seen him struggle in the field. We've seen him uh, wail at some terrible pitches. It's uh, literally what I wrote about him. I mean, yeah, he's hitting home runs. He's hitting home runs once uh, every couple games, but I mean, outside of that, it is so so ugly. I mean, it is borderline unwatchable sometimes. Uh, but then he'll connect and he'll send the ball, you know, three hundred eighty feet. So that's what it is. You know, Mike Ford says he's back to his twenty nineteen self, so he'll get some some at bats while we still wait for Luke Voigt. But those are two lefty hitters, and we know the Yankees like to stack the lineup uh, if there's a lefty on the mound. So if there's we got a few lefties coming up, possibly why not have Miguel Andujar out there, even if it's at you know DH one day. Maybe it's, you know, get a start in left field, but only play the first five innings and get taken out for defensive reasons for Clint Frazier. Same for first base. Um, at this point, there, there should be nothing off the table. Uh, and we know this guy can hit. We know he can hit. He's coming off that you know, fully over a year removed from that, that labrum surgery. Um, he's only 25 years old, so he's still young. I, I think we there's a chance that we see Andujar before June um, because Luke Voigt is getting bouncing back, but... He's a big fella coming off a knee injury. That's going to take some time for him to come fully back. Um, he's, he's hitting, uh, and, and, he, and he's running full speed, whatever that is for Luke Voigt. But it, it can't hurt, and a move like this Talkman move is, opens that door for Andujar. And at this point in his career, any, any sliver of a door opening, he's got to take it. So we'll see what happens there. And in the bullpen... What's another lefty arm? It, it, it can't hurt. He has an option remaining, which is which is big. So we can put him on the screen, alternate sh- site, whatever shell you want to call it this year, and bounce him back and forth because we know the innings will will pile up uh, for the Yankees. Um, so interesting move. The Yankees made two trades in the first twenty five games of the year. Uh, so I don't think we've seen that uh, before. But then two two decent MLB player names. Not we're not just tossing around um, minor league players here. Yeah, it's. Pretty notable. I mean, yeah, before the calendar turns to May, they've made two trades. Uh, when talking about early season trades, I really can't remember 
any involving major leaguers in the yeah first month of the season. I mean, a minor league deal here and there, but nothing. I'm not saying these guys are major, but I mean they're acquiring guys at the major league level. And Odor is. He had that nice bat flip Friday night in Cleveland. He did. He did. Uh, I, I or it was yeah Friday night. I mean. And then the Yankees get the lefty reliever Peralta from San Francisco. Uh, NJ.com actually pointed out uh, Randy Miller here. He had a 329 ERA in 25 relief outings last year. And he was even better. He says he's even better than his stats indicate. If It's kind of why I don't pay attention to ERA as much. He had five runs and didn't record it out in a game last August against yeah, the Yeah, that's A's. a throwaway. And if you take that out, he had a 1-6-4 ERA in his other 24 games. So who knows? Uh, with length being an issue, like you said, for the starters, uh, I think that's – he's a guy I think that could actually help the Yankees uh, more than – Odor has, and if Tyler Wade somehow figures out how to hit for the first time in his entire career, and if Andujar or Voigt returns, I think with the Rangers eating the majority of the Odor contract, I think the Yankees could potentially. Come yeah, to he, he might not early. last a year yeah. at all. Um, so we'll see. You know, I, it would keep keep the ship together while you wait for Luke Voigt, who's proven to be vital for this team and this lineup that going into Tuesday's game had the lowest batting average in all of baseball. We could talk about how we don't like batting average that that number sticks out when you're the Yankees and you have that lineup you have. Um, So we'll talk more about the players that are not succeeding in the three down and kind of talk about their, their batting averages and they're getting on bases, but let's, let's at least get some positivity here for the 10 and 13 Yankees. And it starts with Kyle Higashioka. Aaron Boone mentioned Tuesday before the game that he's earned his right over the past few years to get more playing time. And it's hard to hard to disagree, especially the way this lineup is going. He's been the best hitter, even though he hasn't played as many games as everybody else. Uh, and he fouled it up with a home run. That's how you, your manager tells you you're going to play. You get two you get two hits, including an opposite field home run off a, off a high fastball. So so Higgy's, Higgy's swinging the bat well. He's got four home runs. In only 25 at bats, uh, and he's slugging 880. So we're gonna see him more. We're definitely. I mean, it looks like they are going with the Cole method of it. He's gonna be his pitcher, um, but now maybe he's the Kluber guy too. Uh, maybe he becomes the everyday hitter. Who who knows? But we're gonna see more of Kyle Higashioka the next few weeks while the Yankees try and figure things out. Yeah, two home runs in his last four games, Steve. He had that two homer game at Toronto a couple weeks ago, and. With Gary Sanchez struggling, he has one hit in his last 12 days. Um, yeah, well, we'll talk about Gary in a little bit. <laughs> we're, we were both Team Gary for, for the longest time, but what has he done to be the full-time guy? I mean, you have some teams that kind of do the catching platoon is – that what you think the Yankees are headed for? Because it certainly reads like that to me. I mean, I mean, if you Higashi- got we got Higashioka on the three up list, you're going to guarantee that we got Higgy, uh, we got Sanchez on the three down list. So I mean, if that's where we're going, you got to 
look, as like you said, we're, we're Team Gary. We'll talk about his struggles. But when one guy comes and takes it, you know, you got to ride that hot hand. And it's Ben Kyle. Um, and it's not just offensively as well. I think uh, he, he's really calling a smart game behind the plate. We've seen Kluber. Yes, it's an Orioles lineup that's not very deep. But we've seen Kluber kind of dominate versus the O's on Tuesday. So if he's working off, if he's getting hits offensively and the pitchers are happy, you got to start playing him two, three in a row and see what happens, um, which is good. I think the the kind of the, the thing for Higgy has been lots of power, won't get on base that often and, and like rarely ever walks. I think he went like a year and a half without getting a walk. Um, he had a game this year. We got two walks in a game and that like blew my mind. So even though he's got... If he can keep his amount of home runs equal to the amount of walks as he has four and four right now, then that kind of is a game changer for him because he was, I would guess, if he got a full-time gig somewhere in baseball, he'd be like a two, 230 hitter with 15 to 20 home runs, but like 10 walks. If he can get those walks up um, and keep the strikeouts down, he doesn't strike out very often uh, to start 2021. So this is all good signs for Kyle Higashioka. You got to ride the wave. If you're the Yankees right now, as you try and write the ship, and if he's doing it, then this has kind of become an easy choice, no matter how much uh, Team Gary I am. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if Higashioka's performing, he, he's going to need to be in the lineup, and that's been the case really all season long. Hit his fourth home run of the season tonight, and it, he's looked more confident at the plate. He doesn't look lost in at-bats like Sanchez has, and Going back to the end of the 2019 season during that postseason and all of the shortened season last year, and it's been the case for Sanchez. After he hit those two home runs in the first weekend of the season, I thought things could be changing around for him. Well, he hit those two home runs in the team's first two games. He doesn't have one since, and he only has one other extra base hit all season long. I mean, we know he's not going to hit for high average. He's going to hit 230, 240, which is fine. Um, and, and we'll get into his struggles a little bit later. But Yeah, no, we can right talk now, about it now. Right? It ties in with Higgy, and it's fine. It's it's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Like you said, you got, we got really pumped with that opening day home run. We're like, oh, Gary is back. He's ready to come back. And it's just been – a complete lost cause kind of since that first week. Like you said, one for 12, but it, they're, they're his, even moving that, his past two hits have been kind of ass singles, um, which, are, which are fine, but we need Gary to start shooting gaps, hitting home runs. Um, and he kind of, the confidence has been lost for years. And it's every time we get one hit, we're like, this will bring it back. This is how Gary is going to do it. And then it just, it just kind of, it lasts five minutes. I mean, he's got, you know, Dating back to April 13th, he's got two hits and they're both singles. Like, he's got, you know, not driving, he hasn't driven, he's driven one run. After the first two games of the year, he's driven, driven in one run. Like, that's a middle of the order guy uh, from the catching position. That was, you know, he always, look, minus the home runs, like, it's, he's, he's driven in one RBI minus his home run. Like, that's it. So he's not driving in anybody. Uh, he's striking out a decent amount. He's got, you know, Six strikeouts his last four games. His average went from 292 to 192. And look, averages change crazy early as as the year goes on. But that, but it is just it has just been ugly for Gary. And if you got a guy like Higgy who's hitting well, there there's no reason to not give give him the games. You know, Gary is officially three for his last 31. That's a problem. 
that's a problem. I mean, yeah, and like I said, one, Yankees are three he, and seven in those games. Like, if he when Gary plays, if he doesn't get hits, the Yankees don't win. So maybe that the the solution is don't play him. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I don't know what to do at this point. We uh, last season was kind of a mulligan for a lot of guys. Yeah, uh, I mean, Christian Yelich played horrible last season, and. You know, we like to say, oh, well, he's a great player and he'll bounce back. And we tried to use that philosophy, at least I did, for, for Gary. But it's it's not been pretty. It is not at all. And I, I you know, he, he's in arbitration years. Um, I don't – this is a complicated situation. Especially you can't do anything with him. You can't trade him. Like, who's going to take him? It, yeah, especially you since and you can't season. drop him without like you know he doesn't like you can't get re- he he is he's on the Yankees roster the entire year now do you just ride Higgy out for a few weeks is that shit on any confidence he has possible do you try to keep playing him every once in a while and hope it bounces back but he's not going anywhere this year yeah no absolutely not and yeah this is a complicated situation I. I'm just thankful that, that, not to sound like this, but imagine if this was like Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton in a situation, or or, no, like Stanton in a situation like this where he's making all that money and not hitting it in the absolute slightest, and his numbers haven't been great. He's been providing pop, but we're getting to the unplayable stage with Sanchez. And it's been like this dating back to the 2019 season. So maybe something changes here, but um, my confidence is dwindling by the day. I think yours yeah. is. And, it, I'm, um, I'm still, still team Gary, still team Gary, but, but I got some, I got some issues. I'm still, I'm still team Gary as well. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, but. we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep cheering, but you know, he's not going to, not going to be playing every day. It seems like at least for the time being, who knows what Aaron Boone, he's, he's been pretty horrible in interviews lately. So who knows? We could see Gary starting tomorrow, but I, and we do have a day game coming up. So you might not want to start Higgy, Higashioka so many games in a row. Um, back to the good side of things. Higgy obviously has been a, a bright spot for the Yankees so far. And, um, and the pitcher throwing to him that loves throwing him to him is, is Garrett Cole. And as we said to start the year, Garrett Cole could probably be on the three up list every single time we record. But this time, we you have to include him. His past two outings um, have been great. Even though he took a loss versus Tampa, um, you know he, he gave up gave up two runs there and and got a loss. But he, he's he's been Garrett Cole. He's been what the Yankees needed. He's been that that stopper that comes in during a losing streak. Um, seven innings, one earned run versus, versus Cleveland, uh, 11 strikeouts. He's got 50 strikeouts on the year. He's averaging 10 Ks uh, uh, an outing. You know, that puts him at an over 300 strikeout pace for, for Garrett Cole. Um, and he's stretching it out a little bit. He went 111 pitches his last outing there. He knows that when he's on the mound, he needs to be the ace and, and try and get a complete game. So even if he got seven innings, 110 pitches, I think we can see him pushing for you know seven innings, 115, 120 pitches uh, until the Yankees are feel more comfortable. Even though the bullpen's been great, when Cole pitches, you got to rest the bullpen because the other starters haven't been stepping up. But um, it is it is fun to watch. I mean, if we're just talking in general, if we're looking at New York baseball and you get it, it occasionally lines up that you get a Garrett Cole and Jacob Degrom pitching on the same day in New York, 
that, that's 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 pretty awesome stuff there if you're just a baseball fan in New York in general. Yeah. And Saturday night's performance against Shane Bieber was the latest example. Seven innings, three hits, one run, 11 Ks to no walks. He has three walks in 31 and two-thirds innings awesome this year. Stuff. That is my favorite part about him. He does not walk guys. Um, just, yeah, we talk about control with the Yankees pitchers, specifically Kluber. Uh, really struggled with it up until tonight, but he is on another level this season, and he was just starting to hit that peak at the end of last season when the playoffs... I think he steals that Cy Young from Bieber if it's a full season last year. I mean, Bieber was great uh, and deserved the Cy Young, but if there was if this was an eighty to ninety game season in twenty twenty, I, I, I agree with you. Garrett Cole was getting a groove there, and I think he could steal that Cy Young, which. If you look at the numbers, doesn't really seem to be possible how good Bieber was, but but Cole was coming on strong. Yeah, in in a big, big way, uh, and he's continued that this year. He's hit at least six innings in four of his five starts. He's hit seven innings in two of those. He hit that pitch count on you were talking about 109 against Tampa, 111 against Cleveland. Uh, and like you said, with, with the other starters not providing length, granted that's been a little bit different lately with some of them, uh, the Yankees need the bullpen on, on days he's not pitching. And you want to monitor him, you want his freshest bullets for the playoffs. Um, but, but you got to get there. I mean, the Yankees are, are yeah. last place in the AL East. You can't worry about yeah. playoffs right now. I think they're going to get there. But if, if you're the if you're in that locker room, that's the farthest thing from your mind right now. It's it's get out there every five days, Garrett Cole, and prove you're the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, and that's what he's been trying to do. A one seven one ERA through uh, five starts. The team is three and two when he pitches. Um, three wins himself in April. Uh, he is going to get another start this month. Friday, I believe he goes again. It looks like we could be maybe talking about a, a possible 20-game winner. So it's always a Here. fun round number for baseball to hit? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's uh, the win stat has lost a lot of meaning in, in previous years, but it's always fun to talk about a, a possible 20-game winner. CC almost did it in 2012, but he never hit that mark officially. I believe the the last one was Mike Messina in his final season as a Yankee before his uh, ending his Hall of Fame career. Um, so yeah, we'll keep an eye on Garrett Cole. Like it's it's easy to talk about Cole. He's locked in with Higashioka behind the plate. He's locked in throwing gas. Let's keep a. We might have to get a Garrett Cole strikeout counter going on Twitter because he's averaging 10 a game. As I said, 50 through five. So it's fun fun to watch there. And the man that closed out Cole's last game and actually got a save, and then he also pitched uh, again on, on, on Tuesday night as the three-up of Johnny Lasagna. Jonathan Luizaga has been awesome. He has proven to be a lethal weapon to start the year for the Yankees in the bullpen. He's coming in throwing gas of 99 to 100. I was listening to the Orioles broadcast, and they were like, geez, is this a Raldis Chapman with a right arm instead of a left arm? Not, not a bad comparison from a, a visiting team, an opponent uh, broadcast booth, but he, he was looking good. That changeup was dipping um, you know, tonight in Baltimore and just really overall 
14 and two thirds innings, only given up nine hits, um, and has a has an ERA. Uh, I'm sorry, opposing batting average of 173. This guy, you mentioned it uh, a couple episodes ago, has closer stuff, and he's shown it so far this year. Yeah, in a big way. And this is someone when we were talking about guys we had high hope for coming into the year. It's uh, I was absolutely, I mean, huge on. And he's shown that in a, in a big way in his fourth season with the Yankees right now because with Britain out, we needed someone to step up. And Lewisk has been that guy. Came in tonight with two runners on, got out of the jam that Kluber left. Uh, but – yeah, that's quite the comparison. Uh, Aroldis Chapman with a right arm, and he really just needed that secondary pitch to kind of get going, and he's been keeping that change up down in the dirt. Hitters have been chasing, and the Yankees, I think, have a role for him right now. He came up as a starter, started a couple games in 2018, started a couple games in 2019, Uh did that opener role a little bit in yep. each of the last two years? But at the I end don't of the think game. you're going to be, <laughs> you're not going to be seeing him in any other role this year. I think when Britain comes back, I like him as the righty setup guy. To it just opens up an additional layer of options for Boone to choose from. If you got Britain from the left side, like you said, Loazaga and Chad Green from the right along with Araldis Chapman, who, who's who been phenomenal. Uh, um, and we, we mentioned him last episode, how good he's been, but he's striking out literally everybody. Um, it, it, those four guys at the end of a game, but that's yeah, that's the four you need. That's a you know that's a, a starter going five and two thirds innings, and you can then mismatch the, uh, the the rest of the way and get the and get what you, get what you need out of those four. And that that's that's awesome. He's got sixteen strikeouts, as I said, in fourteen and a third innings. And the, the biggest thing for me is his control. He's only got two walks. That that was something that was always his problem. He's got electric stuff, and sometimes he throws meat. He used to leave it out over the plate because he was worried about walking people. Not anymore. He's painting the black at ninety nine. That's a that's a huge difference from from when he was starting games, um, and, and it makes a difference that you know if he's a starter mentality, he knows he's got to get five six innings. That so those fastballs uh, were 90, 95 to ninety seven in the in the in his third inning of work, and he was kind of holding out a little bit there. Now he knows he's got hey I got thirty pitches in the gas tank, ninety nine hundred every fastball, uh, big big difference. For for Luizaga, and then the confidence to to not worry about getting a walk because if he does walk someone, he's got enough stuff to strike out their side the rest of the way like he did uh, versus the Orioles. So just just sick stuff from him, and it's really nice just given his injury history to see it all starting to click. And and I hope it hope it continues. He's giving me a little uh, a little reminiscing about about Dylan Batanzas. I, I love me some Dylan, um, but he's he's that's a good that's a good comparison. When Dylan was on, it was electric to watch, and you're starting to start to see that with uh, with, with Luizaga. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you made a great point about how they just let him go with the, with the bullets that he has, uh, and how yeah, when he he has those 15, 20, 25, 30 pitches that that he can give it his all, and that's what he's been doing for the Yankees this season, and. He, he's that Swiss Army knife role. I, I mentioned the setup man to Chapman uh, earlier, but 
I, I wouldn't have, like you said, Boone has an array of options, and he can really deploy him anywhere in the game. Yeah, and, oh, totally. If you, you need a big out, uh, or big righty out in the, the fourth or fifth inning, like go to go to him because then you can get that out and then he can pitch another another inning after that. You know, between him and Chad Green, those are two guys that the Yankees should pick and choose when when to bring in. Uh, whether you know, don't save him for a setup role. If there's a guy on base, like those are two guys that you can now trust. Before it was kind of Chad Green was in that role, and then if he w- if he was out that day, then we're seeing Luis Sessa come in with you know bases loaded, one out. I mean, I'd much rather have. Uh, Isaac up there with his his newfound control. Yeah, I totally agree. And the control's been a big thing for him. Getting out in key situations like he did tonight. And he's going to be a huge part of the bullpen plans going forward. I like O'Day, I like Chad Green. But, but when we're talking about the guy who has the nastiest stuff in the bullpen right now, not named Aroldis Chapman. Yeah, it's, gotta it's be still Chapman. Yeah. Not named Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy <laughs> in the bullpen right now with the nastiest stuff, not named Chapman. I think it's Loisica. Sam, I have a question for you dating back to – not dating back because it was 10 minutes ago. But to the trade, any concern that the Yankees adding another lefty with maybe a hiccup – for Zach Britton on it working his way back. We haven't heard anything. But anything any 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 tingly spidey senses going on that maybe Britton isn't coming back towards the end of May like we originally hoped. Well He's not yes. on the mound yet. He's not on the mound yet, so it's you know June's weird. looking end of May's looking dicey then. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I always thought it was gonna be June. So, oh, I'm sorry. It looks like he throws off the mat. He threw off the mound today or tomorrow. So he's he's getting back on the mound. But still, that there's such a process when it comes to these guys uh, of how long it can take. It, this could, that could be another reason why the Yankees moved on from Talkman. You know, the big thing of keeping him was you know he had three four years left of service before he reached free agency. So then they swapped out. They they lose a year technically with Peralta, but. You always need extra arms, and in case in case Britain doesn't come back, you never know. Um, you have an extra arm there, so I think it's just something else to think about when you're looking at the Yankees bullpen, um, and it goes for Loizaga too. Like he he has uh, with the starter mentality of it, he he does rack up some innings, so maybe that's a benefit for the Yankees as he gets continues to get more work. But it's been fun to watch, and something we got to keep an eye on because the bullpen has been a huge plus for the Yankees. Um, you know, not in a season where not many pluses have started. The, the, the bullpen's been key. It absolutely has. And I'm excited to see what Peralta can do. Do I think it's something to do with Britain? I think. I hope not. But just saying, if it comes up in three weeks, we'll, we can look back and, and say, ah, we, we it, you can't rule it out with the Yankees. I think they got the best they'd get for Talkman with a guy like Peralta, an up-and-down journeyman reliever. and Yeah, I'm talking – it was a fifth outfielder. We, I know we put him on a little pedestal here, but if you're not getting at bats when uh, some of these guys are, are hitting under 200, then, then you're, 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 you're a 4A player. Yeah. I think Peralta was probably the best type of player that they could get back for him. Uh, the Yankees didn't really want – I'd say a starter type flyer guy. Um, 
So I think a guy you can keep in the bullpen is is the best guy there. Unless they were going to trade Talkman for an infielder and possibly move on from Odor, but I think there's rumors uh, it was Talkman for Shohei Otani, but they uh, they they just couldn't agree. Ah, it, <laughs> it was, was just close like that. that WFAN caller who said the Yankees should trade for Mike Trout last yeah. week. That was <laughs> that was that, that was a swap. Trout. It was it was Trout for uh, Trout for Talkman. That was it. Uh, so, all right, so recap the three up, uh, Higgy, Cole, and Johnny Lasagna. Um, we'll see if who's able to take over for them next week on the three up. And unfor- there's a lot of options for three down, Sam. There's a lot of options, but we're going to start um, with, with, with Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier is struggling. He has the lowest exit velocity in Major League Baseball of around 70. That is not the lightning quick bat speed that Clint has been known for his entire career. This is, this has been, it's been hard to watch. And I know we're both been rooting for him. Like we do for obviously all, all these Yankee guys like him and Sanchez, but we, we need Clint to succeed. And the Yankees do too, because it's uh you don't want to play Gardner every day. And Clint's getting some, you know, he, he's got a couple days off in Cleveland. Um, so we'll, uh, he got the full start tonight, but over four, and it wasn't pretty. And he showed some frustration, too, with uh, at least one helmet smash I saw. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. And this is a guy who you've been high on for a while. I was looking forward to see. He was the everyday left fielder. He said he was going to come and take it. And he's batting 132. Yeah, no home runs. We haven't seen one One of those. One RBI. I mean, it's ugly. It's ugly. When we're talking about ugly seasons, uh, I gotta say him and Sanchez are, are, are the top. Two. Oh, easy, uh, easy. And I, I'm worried. Like, I like I, he's taking some pitches, which which is fine because he is walking. I'll give him give him credit. He's got he got 12 walks on the year, um, so he's almost at a 300 on base percentage, which is pretty impressive given that he can't hit the ball. Um, but I also see he's taking a couple couple meatballs. It seems like over the plate. Uh, and I know he wants to kind of work the count a little bit, and which is what a good hitter should do. But Clint, man, if there's a pitch there. I don't care if it's the first pitch. Fucking swing the bat. Get out there. Um, so I, I kind of once he gets down in the count, he just hasn't been. You know, he kind of been relied on that that bat speed over the past years. When he gets two strikes, and it, there's something off there. You know, started off the year same as Sanchez. Started off the year with uh, with with three hits in the first two games. Um, and that was like, all right, here we go. Clint, Clint got on base five times in the first two games. And that was, we're like, all right, he's our, even more. Clint got on base six times the first three games. He was on base 50% of the time, first, the first series versus Toronto. You're like, that's what we need from an everyday starter. The home runs will come. Since then, he's gotten on base three, he's gotten three hits since then. He's gotten three hits since the first series in Toronto. Yeah, it's not looking pretty for him right now i mean just yeah like you said one rbi on the entire season uh, i mean it's like he hasn't shown up and and it's the same with sanchez and do you ride brett gardner for the entire i mean, I mean what happens if frazier i don't know sam the, i don't know <laughs> this is not we're supposed to be, yeah i don't know I mean, is Brett Gardner the everyday left fielder then? Or, or do the Yankees, when we're talking about the trade deadline, and I, I assume they're going to be in contention for the postseason despite the slow start, um, do they look to add an outfielder 
at, at the trade deadline. They can come in and... Like, which is crazy going into the year. We, and we just traded Talkman because we have an excess of outfielders. Now, if we have to make a deadline move for an outfield, fuck, man, that's bad. That's bad. You can't... Very. Like, we can't do that. I mean, maybe it's like you said, maybe it's an Andujar or, or Floreal gets a shot here, but um, it, it's tough to watch Clint at the plate. And, and I'll give Clint credit. He, he hasn't let it affect his, his fielding. It has always been an issue for him. He got that gold glove nomination last year. He was feeling good about playing the field. Made a pretty pretty ridiculous catch uh, in in Cleveland this week. Um, so he's his fielding's been fine. And crazy to say here, we're having a conversation about Clint Frazier being a decent fielder, but can't hit the ball. It's, uh, it's upside down world. Yeah, it really is. I mean, a couple of years back, do you remember? Yeah, it was 2019. The ball being hit to Clinton in the outfield, and it was you shit your pants. Like, it was like <laughs> a routine fly ball, and it was like the ball getting hit to a little eager. I mean, hey, he's fixed that. He's great. He looks he looks good out there. Um, it's not the smoothest thing ever. Uh, he sometimes does a little over exaggeration on the dive. Not not the ridiculous catch he needed to dive for that one. But he's done good. He's made some strong throws. Um, but he, he can't hit, and that that. What's going on there? Something's got. I gotta. I can't wrap my head head around that Clint Frazier just looks lost at the plate. Like I, I get it. Even sometimes with Gary, you're like, all right, Gary. You could tell sometimes when he's at bat, you're like, this is gonna be a terrible at bat. And he's been that way his entire career. But Clint Frazier always has the confidence that he's gonna hit the ball 110 miles an hour off the bat line drive, and we're just not seeing that yet. We're not at all. Um... And he's played in 18 games. He's got 61, or tonight was his 19th. It hasn't updated. I mean, we're at 65 plate appearances. And how it's like with Sanchez, maybe some of these guys, you know, Torres included, just maybe having down Aprils. But it's when it rolls yeah. over, when it rolls over, friend, it, this isn't the case in Frazier's case. Um, but. In Sanchez's and Torres's case, when it rolls over from last season, um, is when it starts becoming a bit of a concern for me, at least. Uh, and for Frazier, I, I think maybe a tough April could. I mean, there's some guys that are just bad in April. I, I mean, Mar- but I know, but it really hasn't been the case for Clint. He's always produced when he's come up and gotten that opportunity. It's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, the guy is slugging 170. Like what? What is that? Slugging one seventy for Clint Frazier? He's had you know, he's a career four fifty slugger. Um, it, it's pretty. Um, I'm pretty at a loss for words watching him play because his his stance looks fine. It's the same stance as last year where he he was hitting great. He had eight home runs in thirty nine games. Like he's at 18, 18 games with no home runs right now. Um, you know that's something that I don't didn't expect from a lot of the Yankees. You know the Yankees. Um, overall, just aren't hitting as many home runs as, as, as we're used to seeing. But it, it's tough to see Clint out there uh, and continuing to struggle. And he's not the only outfielder struggling. Um, Aaron Hicks is, is also struggling. It's, he's struggling so bad that, that Mike Francesa even tweeted out how terrible he's been, which usually is a good sign. Uh, he's hit two home runs since that tweet, so we got a little bit of the Mike curse to, uh, to reverse there. But but Hicks Hicks isn't walking as much, and it, that's that's what struggles me, and that's why I put him on the three down list here, because because that was his go to. His go to was getting on base, and he's just not getting on base. 
Yeah, he had four walks last week between Atlanta series and the first game in, in Cleveland. I thought he, he was taking he looked, better he look, at bats. He's gotten better the past couple games. Definitely gotten better at bats. But looking at it overall for a season, it, it's uh, it, it hasn't been looking good. He's only got four. Uh, so yeah, four walks on the last seven games, but only eight on the year. Not not not. That's not Aaron Hicks style. Yeah, at bats have been getting a little bit better, but I mean, the, the the walks just aren't there. It feels like he had walked like once every other game, but going back to his 2018 season and the 30 home run power was almost there. A little bit more comfortable at the plate, but yeah, a lot of over fours with not reaching base. I mean, multiple games in a row, and that's just not what we're used to seeing, so... Yeah, but he's, he's striking out way too much too now. Now he's putting pressure on himself, and he he's he's kind of swinging like he needs to hit the ball 500 feet, um, which he doesn't need to do. He's got 22 strikeouts uh, compared to eight walks. You know, last year he walked more than he struck out, so to be double strikeout, almost triple his strikeouts right now, is not a good sign and, and concerning. You hope he gets his eye back. Yankees have dropped him in the lineup. I know people are ecstatic that he's no longer batting third. Um, and they've gotten a few wins from him batting sixth and seventh. But, um, you know, he, the Yankees are kind of at their best when Aaron Hicks is walking and near the top of that lineup. Yeah. And he hasn't been walking. He's always been that guy to work the count before Judge and Stanton and Torres. He's always been that guy to see a lot of pitches. And, and like a lot of Yankees hitters, there's just been a – disconnect there with, with at bats where it's not even competitive and, and it's not like these guys didn't have a full spring training because spring training took place as scheduled this year i mean i remember talking to you steve on the, the january episode that we did where it was just you know covid was still very very bad in a lot of points in the country but the yankees no, they, should, and, they should be all right the Yankees and every MLB team got down to spring training, played games, played in front of fans, a little bit of normalcy back. And um, th- th- there's some guys, it's the most alarming part is that don't even look competitive in there. Uh, like we- we've highlighted so many of them. Or we know, could have Frazier, basically everybody in the Sanchez, lineup to be on this list. Hicks, it, it's not even like they're going for one for 14 skids, a couple of them, and, you know, hitting into some line drive outs. It's not that. It's totally out of sync, non-competitive at bats, and they're not facing Cy Young Award winners every night either. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to, you know, keep an eye on that. We're going to do something we got to keep an eye on of uh... – you know, Aaron Judge being removed from the game in the ninth inning, and Boone hinting that he's going to sit. You know, um, to you know, sit on Wednesday or, or Thursday, or possibly both. Um, so we got to keep an eye on that for Aaron Judge. But it seems like every time he hits a home run, he he has to sit the next day because of general soreness. So that that that's not ideal, and we'll have to keep uh keep keep track of that. But yeah, look, Sam, let's end it positively. Gary Sanchez was our our third three-down player, but we talked about him with, with Higashioka, so we don't need to get back into that. Let's, let's end with some positivity here. The Yankees won a game. Corey Kluber played, pitched awesome. The Yankees got their first sack fly of the year, the last team to get a sack fly. 
Um, I believe in 2018, the Yankees led the league in sack flies. They were the sack fly king. If there was a guy on third base, it was basically guaranteed that we were getting a sack fly. So finally got to see that there. The Yankees didn't trail at all in this game, which seems like the only time all year that that's happened. So there are some positives going into it. Uh, and, and Sam, we play Baltimore two more times, and then we play the Lowly Tigers three more times. So there's five opportunities for the Yankees to win no matter who's on the mound and no matter what the lineup looks like. Yeah, and, and Kluber coming away from the game, obviously a big positive tonight. He pitched into the seventh inning, six and two-thirds, and he only walked two guys. That's been such a huge, huge point of emphasis for him this year in his struggles. I mean, the walks have, have just been out of control so far. I mean, four walks and four and two-thirds against the Braves. Two walks only making up four innings at the Blue Jays. Lowered his ERA from 5-4-0 to 4-1-5 tonight, and he did it in very, very strong fashion with limiting the walks, and we've talked about that. The control yeah. just Quick, was not there. And, and – when you're throwing 90 and 92, you really need that control. And it, it, it just wasn't there um, in, in the first few starts. But, did but, it look but like not, his... not something to be unexpected from someone who hasn't pitched in two years. So yeah, th- hopefully this sure. is a good sign for Kluber. The key is how he's going to do his next start. So we'll have to keep an eye on, on that. Wednesday, we got Domingo Herman back on the mound. Um, you know, he's, he hasn't had – hasn't done – Hasn't done great. Really struggled in the first inning versus, um, versus the Indians. Partially uh, his own fault because of his own error, but those counted as, as unearned runs. But then bounced back really nicely to, to get some depth in that game for the Yankees. Um, so we need, need Herman to kind of continue that. And then you got Montgomery and Cole. So the, the, the rotation is setting up that the Yankees should win. All five of these games, <laughs> like that, that that's what the Yankees need to do. And if they can get through Herman on Wednesday and then uh, a little day action on Thursday with, with Montgomery, let's get a streak going. We got we got one win here. We had a three game winning streak. Let's just build on on that streak. If you win three in a row and you lose a game or two, then your next streak has to be four. If you lose a game after that, then your next streak has to be five. We need the Yankees to start building some streaks like that out. Absolutely. And um yeah, they they had that one in Cleveland and, and three in a row, and they could have made it four but didn't. But, I mean, there's five very, very winnable games, and the Yankees already got one of those wins uh, tonight, and they have five more. So six in a row to bring the Yankees to 16 and 13, three games over 500. If they win five It seems six, impossible, but like the, the, this, team is, this team's too good for it. I won't be shocked. But I also won't be shocked if they go two and four. Like I don't know, this twenty twenty one season is is weird, and I I need a good six game win streak here to to make me feel right about how I evaluate this team. Absolutely, and it's against you know week week competition. Get hits. You can, the Yankees cannot be one of the worst hitting teams in baseball with this lineup. Matt, like Matt happen. Harvey shutting them down Monday night. I mean. Yeah, uh, is corpse. <laughs> yeah, literally is corpse. Uh, and well, like I get if they were facing studs night in and night out, but it's it's just not the the, the lineup from top to bottom. We always say how deep the Yankees lineup is ever 
ever since we've started to do this, Steve, it's like a threat from one to nine, and we can't get anything going, even from one to four, it feels like. I mean, just – but, hey, let's change that. Let, let's change it. You know, five runs tonight, bats came alive in Cleveland a little bit this weekend. Let's change it. And uh, it's a good opportunity to do so in these yeah. next few games. Two and against it, the O's, three against the Tigers. Let, let's get the Yankees. We know the Yankees are a home run or die team. Let, let's keep hitting home runs. The Yankees, when they – six of their wins, they've hit more than one home run. They got three home runs uh, on Tuesday versus the O's. Um, hit two home runs, the Yankees are likely going to win the game. So I want to see just the, the, the bats come alive here. I know we want situational hitting. I know we want you know to to do all this other crap. But hit two home runs, the Yankees are probably going to win. So I just want to keep seeing that. Uh, and so I can just keep updating the, the home run tracker. Uh, through 23 games, the Yankees have 29 home runs, significantly behind the all-time record pace of 307 home runs by the Twins. Um, and we didn't talk much about Stan, but he leads the team in home runs. An absolute bomb today. 434 feet. Uh, his sixth home run of, of the year. Um, not the longest home run of the year, which belongs to G. Urshela at 453 home run, 53 feet a few weeks ago. But as always, uh, hashtag NYYHR tracker. If you want to, if you like this stuff, you want to keep pace with the Yankees and their home runs. They're going to have games where they hit four, five, six home runs. Uh, but for me, this next stretch here, it's soft pitching versus the Orioles uh, and the Tigers here. Just keep hitting the freaking long ball uh, and you'll get wins. Yeah, keep hitting the long ball. You know, how about a couple more? Well, Judge is going to be out, but I mean, Stanton's hit several since the start of the Cleveland series. Maybe even. Hicks hit a couple in the Cleveland series, and we got Kyle Higashioka, who is the home run stroke. Clint Frazier is hitting a home run before the next time we record. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. He's doing that. So, Clint, we, I like talking to Sam. Make sure you hit a home run so I can talk to him again. Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, absolutely. I, I want to see – and I want to see Torres get uh, – Yeah, he's got none either. Action too. I, I mean, oh, it seems like all of his hits are singles. Uh, I, I mean, just – it's, he's got to get one versus Baltimore, right? It'd be like, you know, that's a, that's a, a rite of passage. He like he, you know, he destroys Baltimore with their home runs. He has to hit a home run the next two games. So we'll keep an eye on Clint. We'll keep an eye uh, on Glaber and overall the Yankees. Hey, five and three since last time we were on. That is a positive record, even though the Yankees still are tied for last place in the AL East. Um, let's make sure that's not the case next week, Sam. Uh, as always, great talking to you guys. Follow me at AngelSteve89 on Twitter and Sam at Real underscore Sam Mars. And check out GothamSN.com for all things New York sports. The NFL draft is coming up this week too, so plenty of stuff going to be up on there. Let's keep winning, Sam. We're, we're still down. We don't talk much when we're under 500, but uh, let, let, let's make sure we're at least 500 next time we talk, man. How about a nice 8? Instead of 6-0, and how about we do... 8 and 0 next uh next week when we talk. Let's let's not lose a game from here on out. Let's do it. That's I like my to hear. strategy. I like to hear. Thanks for talking. Thanks for listening to us everybody and I'll talk to you later, Sam. <laughs>